It is 5.05 p.m. My name is James, and I am pleased to announce that we have a very special guest live in the Radio 1190 studios. It is uh, Sister Grotto, and she's going to be playing three songs for us, and then we're going to have her in the DJ booth for an interview. And right now, this is Sister Grotto live on the local Shakedown.
You are listening to Radio 1190 KVCU. More specifically, you're listening to The Local Shakedown. My name is James, and I'm joined here with Madeline. How are you? Hey, I'm good. Good. You are also known as Sister Grotto, Mm -hmm. also known as Maddie. Are you okay with Maddie? Yeah. Okay, that's good. (laughs) Don't want to use a nickname that you're not comfortable with. So um, I'm glad that you're here. And that was a very, very, very amazing set that you just played yeah it was some really really fantastic stuff i think that's the first time that i've ever seen a group of college kids in the radio 1190 studio that aren't like really loud and spazzy you like quieted them quieted them down really really well (laughs) so maybe you can come back sometime when i can't like round them up and you can just like mellow them out sometime yeah does that work for you definitely awesome that sounds good and you have a new album out that I actually have on cassette tape right here mm-hmm. and it's called you don't need to be a house to be haunted that's correct yeah uh, you don't have to be a house to you be don't haunted have to be a house. yeah and it's a really really fantastic album and you played a couple tracks off of the new one isn't that right yeah I actually what I just played was uh, the new album in its entirety mm-hmm. so. and it's just those three songs and those songs mm-hmm. are just really really amazing and uh, like the album kind of uh, portrays is that it has this kind of like ethereal kind of like misty or maybe kind of uh, as Bodhi was saying earlier kind of like a ghostly type element to it and is that something that you kind of uh, were going for maybe there was a concept behind these three tracks or some sort of ideas in mind yeah definitely Um, it's actually kind of a concept record based on um, House of Leaves which is a novel about uh, this house that's bigger on the inside than it is on the outside. Um, so kind of this maze. Um, so the songs are about that, and I think the the kind of form, you know, relates to that content. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and definitely way. kind of spaces that um, you live in kind of have certain uh, influences that could be um, upon your creative process. And so is that yeah. kind of maybe what, um, maybe the living space that you're in right now could have kind of um, influenced the way that this record sounds? Um, I mean, I think it always does a little bit. Most definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And you're originally from New Mexico. Mm-hmm. Is that correct? Yeah. yeah. And so uh, where in uh, specifically from New Mexico are you from? Uh, I'm from Santa Fe. Very cool. Yeah. Nice. And the Southwest has a lot of uh, really kind of neat culture to it. I'm, I'm originally from Durango, Colorado, uh-huh. which is m- one of the more southern cities in Colorado. And so um, New Mexico is actually one of my favorite places. Yeah, it's uh, like right there. It so really is. That's cool. Yeah. And I see a lot of kind of the New Mexican culture or maybe Southwestern um, kind of culture or maybe mythology um, kind of bleeding into uh, your music. And so since you're from New Mexico and now you currently reside in Denver Um, has that kind of shift in uh, living space influenced the way that Sister Grotto sounds um well I I think it probably has but not so much based on the place itself but I think more the people I'm surrounded by now Mm -hmm. like I I think maybe I wouldn't have come to this point if I hadn't moved here Mm -hmm. I mean it would have been something different, but just based on like what you're exposed to and um, who you're influenced by, I think changes that. But I don't know if really the the state itself, you mm-hmm. know, makes a huge difference. I mean, right? They're close enough. 
They're, you that's know what very I mean? true. Yeah, they're, they have their differences, but definitely kind of that um, s- similar kind of uh, environments that you're in. Mm-hmm. And definitely communities that you're involved with can definitely have a huge influence and impact on who you are as a person. Yeah. And uh, you're definitely it, parts of communities that are super fantastic, living, breathing, rich cultures that are in the, the Denver area, more specifically kind of the DIY scenes with rhinoceropolis and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And um, how did you kind of get uh, involved with these certain types of uh, communities and scenes in the Denver area? Um, I guess just from, you know, playing shows and going to shows. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been in Denver about seven years mm-hmm. now. And, um, you know, I remember Rhino was one of the first places I went to a show. Mm-hmm. Um, and just immediately felt really at home there. Yeah, And then it's it's really special that that is still around after all this time. No kidding. That that has been like a constant force in the DIY scene, right. you know, for so long. No kidding. It's really powerful. It really is. And there's some really fantastic people um, that are involved with uh, the DIY scene here and really accepting. And what I think is really interesting is that you definitely have a a much different sound than a lot of people kind of in the DIY scene um, right now. But you're definitely uh, very included in in these scenes. And everybody's very inclusive, whether it be rock music or electronic music or just experimental music in general. Mm -hmm. And so um, does this kind of a diversity uh, in the scene kind of influence you in a way? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, because there's also so much experimentation happening. Um, Like even just in our house, you know, people like make a new band every day with, you know, different members and different sounds. So that's definitely influenced me a lot to, you know, try new things. Mm -hmm. Even like doing a new band for just one show or whatever, you know. Mm and playing around more. Are you uh, involved with any projects that uh, may not be Sister Grotto related? Um, just a, a little bit. I mean, yeah. um, I have my band Golden Hour, which is also a ambient project. Mm-hmm. Um, we play maybe once every five months. Oh wow! Has been the trend. <laughs> um, and then I'm starting a new band called Midwife, yes. which is uh, kind of going for like a shoegaze noise pop sound yeah i played a track before this without it was it was apparently a secret <laughs> before i played <laughs> it on, on the shakedown and i'm sorry it's not a secret anymore that's true because you're playing a show with them pretty soon isn't that right i am on wednesday wednesday and that's going to be at, at rhinosteropolis or mm-hmm. yeah. yeah with uh steven steinbrink who's really fantastic mm-hmm. touring artist right yeah mm-hmm. and then also uh french kettle station is gonna I think debut his new band. Oh, really? Um, which is all of those songs he's been working on, but with uh, drums and bass oh, wow. as well. And then also School Dance mm-hmm. has been added to the bill. Oh, that's really fun. Yeah. Yeah, that's just kind of a, a, a neat snippet of the of the DIY scene that just kind of expands borders through different cities and different uh, regions of the country, which is really, really neat. Yeah, it's a lifeline. Yeah, you know? it most definitely is. What I dig most about uh, your music is that it has this kind of neat kind of um, mantra-esque or maybe even kind of um, ritualistic uh, kind of feel to it where it kind of has these uh, different melodies that um, kind of repeat itself over and over and um, 
just from uh, my education, I, I almost find it almost kind of like a, a spiritual kind of um, sound that comes out of your out of your music and so uh, it has like kind of spirituality or maybe these kind of um, not necessarily religious per se but kind of these um, otherworldly um, kind of styles of music has that kind of been a, a big thing for Sister Grotto? I think so. Mm -hmm. I was uh, thinking about that today because I know you had brought that up earlier mm -hmm. um, and I think it's a lot about mantras and saying a lot with you know, like one phrase, um, but then also, I mean, in terms of something spiritual, I mean, the kind of idea for the project was that a grotto is like this dark place. Mm -hmm. It's, you know, sometimes a cave. Right. Um, but then it's also like a spiritual place. Mm -hmm. um, so you get this kind of mix of like light and dark together. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I wanted to try to express something like that with the music, mm -hmm. um, just to kind of speak about the human condition in a way, yeah, and that duality. Mm -hmm. And I, I most definitely get that, especially kind of the duality part, because as you said, grottos are kind of these dark, kind of cold places. But then a sister is someone who's definitely kind of like a, a support or kind of someone who's warm and that you can talk to, especially from personal experience with my sister. Mm -hmm. um, and so it does do those kind of juxtapositions between light and dark um, kind of do those come apparent in your music as you're kind of making these mantras and kind of piecing them together? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, it definitely does. Gotcha. Uh -huh. And does kind of the sister uh, type element, is that influence from something, or is that kind of taken from some part in your life, your own sister possibly? Um, <laughs> I'm not sure. If I you have, a have a sister that I love a lot. Mm -hmm. um, but I think it was kind of this idea that there's like, you know, just that duality again. Like mm. there's, there's two of something, you know, it could right. be two of me. I write a lot of songs about like this other person who's not me that's behind me all the time or like, mm -hmm. you know, like my sister would be like this other side of myself, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Oh, of course. Yeah. yeah, that's really neat. And kind of going off of that duality, um, one of the first times that I listened to a record of yours in full was the kind of collaborative album between you and uh, Rheinbau. Am I pronouncing that correctly? Is it Rheinbau? Oh, Rainbow. Rainbow. My goodness, yeah. I just overthink everything. Oh, it's cool. <laughs> and uh, Rainbow, and that's a really, really neat uh, album. And there's kind of that duality in play. And so, how did you kind of uh, get together with Rainbow and um, kind of do this kind of um, split or kind of collaborative album? Well, we've been working together for a number of years now, mm -hmm. um, mostly on recording projects. So that's how you know, I came to collaborate on those songs. Mm -hmm. um, and then just this last year, uh, Bryce invited me to go on this national tour together. So that was actually the first time that we had played any of it live together. Oh, yeah. Or played together live at mm -hmm. all. So that was really fun. That must have been an experience because yeah. uh, recording it, because Rainbow is not from Denver. No, Where's he's from uh, Albuquerque. Albuquerque, New Mexico. Yeah. And um, that must be really interesting, kind of being in two separate spaces and collaborating on one piece of art and then um, kind of coming together live. Um, can you tell me a little bit about kind of coming together and kind of filling in the gaps that might have um, yeah, been there? Definitely. Creatively? Um, I. I think for the most part, it felt really refreshing to 
kind of have all the material ready and then just like figure out what to do with it rather than the other way around. Mm -hmm. Um, But I mean, we practiced for probably, I don't know if it was a full week, but at least, you know, a number of days we'd just wake up and go work on it until we went to sleep, you Mm -hmm. know, for like a week before the tour. Right. Um, So it was really fun to work that hard on it. It must have been. And did those songs kind of uh, translate a little bit differently live than they were on record since you guys kind of came together and um, kind of hashed them out in in another um, kind of space? Yeah, a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, Like we did have to change a few things. Mm -hmm. It's like a puzzle or something. Right. Most definitely. And what I think is really neat kind of going from the uh, recording aspect, translating it to a live aspect, is that um, it was just you playing uh, all of those instruments out there. And um, some of them were even just tapes, and a lot of them were loops. And you Mm -hmm. were even singing into a a telephone, um, which is really, really awesome um, uh, for the listeners at home that couldn't see you play. Mm -hmm. And... um, uh, I believe that you might be that you might know another band that uses microphone uh, telephones as microphones, uh, low body. Yeah. And is that kind of uh, a collaborative thing, the telephone microphone? How did, um, how did that kind of come about? They they use the ones that I build actually. Oh really? You yeah. build them yourself? I do. Neat. And so how do you does it? Uh, how does that work? <laughs> I'm not completely sure on how you would translate from a tra- uh, from a telephone to a microphone. Yeah. It was pretty simple actually the um earpiece becomes the microphone Mm. you just wire up a quarter inch jack onto Mm -hmm. it well that's really deep and it gives a really kind of um lo-fi kind of sensibility to it um Mm -hmm. and it definitely sounds kind of like maybe like a voice message uh, from the past um that i kind of see on the album and uh did that uh did the telephone come before sister grotto or did you kind of um think that uh, using a telephone might be a good fit for your sound later on. Yeah, I thought, you know, it was later on. It was it? I thought it would be a good fit for it. Yeah, most definitely. And was there kind of like a purpose behind it, or maybe just it was kind of more aesthetically pleasing? Um, yeah, I think more with aesthetics. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Nice. <laughs> and it, it works incredibly well, and you definitely got um, just a, a really magical kind of um, sound going on. So I thank really you. appreciate you coming in and, and playing a set for us. Yeah, thank you for yeah, having me. I really me. appreciate it. And um, I'd like to play a track off of uh, the new album, uh, if if you don't mind, sure. um, to kind of close us out. Uh, which which track should we listen to today? Um, let's play... Let's play the first track, which is called Videotape. Videotape. And this is actually a uh, reinterpretation of another song. Uh, can you dive into that a little bit? Yeah. It's a cover of a Radiohead song, mm-hmm. also called Videotape. Um, and I chose it because the lyrics that Tom York wrote, I think, fit really well with this uh, haunted house concept from mm-hmm. the book that I'm referencing. Right. Um, and then I changed the lyrics for the cover that I did. Neat. Um, And it also has a full choir that I assembled. Oh, really? Which was a really fun experiment. That's neat. And where did you get the choir from? Oh, just my friends. Oh, that's so neat. Yeah. yeah, that's really special, and it's a fantastic way it to kind came of came out really neat. Oh, it's it's a really beautiful song. So thank you. awesome. Well, thank you so much. And you are listening to Sister Grotto. This is the local shakedown right here on Radio 1190 KVCU. Mm-hmm.